Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. I am your guest today, Karen Cook. And today we are going to talk about gossiping. Is being a gossiper productive? Does your life revolve around being a gossiper? And is being a gossiper more important than being productive? So is it productive to be a gossiper? So are you a gossiper? Do you like to hear the dish? Do you like to know the scoop? Do you like to tell everybody what's going on? Good, bad, ugly? I'm sure we have all participated in it. I know I have. I came from a health background, nursing, education, worked a lot with, and I know some of you out there are going, yep, I got you right now. Listen, love the field, have the greatest respect for anybody in healthcare. It is a very difficult job. Worked as a personal worker, a registered practical nurse, an operating room technician. So it's a lot of women I worked with. And I say that because women tend to gossip more than men. I don't find a lot of men that like to gossip. But we do to get involved with that, whether, like I said, it's the good, bad, ugly, or the truth or non-truth, or something heard, or something we spread. And sometimes it can be productive if it's positive gossip. But a lot of the time, we can get stuck in the negative. So today, we're going to talk about whether it's productive, positive or negative, how it can be productive, how to be involved but not be the negative part of gossip. And we've all heard the warning, don't repeat office gossip. Don't take in gossip. And while that's generally sound advice, there are times when quiet passing on a bit of information, some news can be a good thing. But when you've got a juicy story on the tip of your tongue, how can you tell whether you should pass it on or clam up? One measure, say the experts, is your reason for doing it. If your intent is malicious, if you're telling a story about someone else to further your own position or to tear that person down, then speaking up will likely do more harm than good to your team and to your professional reputation. You do not want to be known as a negative, crappy little gossiper because eventually everybody will back away and you won't understand why. And you get stuck in this. And I've worked with, well, women like this. I've never come across a man that likes to dip, 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 gossip. But there are women and they just want to repeat the same thing over and over because they get stuck in that rut. And it's always a tip about something somebody did or somebody's attitude or the way they came into work or the way they did this. It's fine. But if it's a complaint about their job, you need to speak with them or their superior. That's negative gossip. And when you get stuck in a negative rut, and I do speak from experience, because I had a tendency to be negative. When things go bad, I look at the negative. Today, I'm looking at the positive. I've been doing this for a while. It's been my goals on my vision board that we talked about way back when. So being in a positive mindset definitely helps you better. And it keeps you, because when you hear this negative, pessimistic, just gossip, you're going to walk away or you're not going to participate. And you get really, really good at the, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, the phony laugh, the, oh, yeah, I got you. I didn't agree with you. I don't agree with what you said. I'm not participating. But my, oh, yeah, oh, well, what can you do? That's me saying, shut up. But I'm doing it nice, right? Because, again, I don't want to be negative. So sometimes we gossip for certain reasons. Might be professional, but at time it's personal. If it's professional, positive gossip, things going around, the rumor mill, good, bad, or ugly, we might talk about it. But if it's personal about somebody, we have to be very careful. Because, again, you're with laws. You can't just talk about somebody and say defamation, horrible untruths about them. So we have to be careful. So maybe you're trying to save a colleague from a potentially embarrassing situation. Or you're helping a new coworker make a good impression. This type of information sharing is a crucial part of most organizations, and people want to know what's happening. This can be considered as gossip because it's things we talk about to help people. So gossip is idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others, also known as dishing or tattling. Don't be that person. 
They say you're a big baby with a diaper. All right? We don't act like that. Kids tell each other. My dogs tell on each other. You can, but I'm telling you, it's the truth. If one's doing something wrong or one's left the yard, which my one used to be able to get under the fence, the other one would come and tell me. No different than a guide dog coming at you and trying to get you to follow them by grabbing at you, by, by nibbling at your coat. You go, right? And I'm telling you, he tattles. Everything tattles. Don't be a tattler. Don't be a disher. And don't be gossip. What can gossip do? You think, oh, I don't understand. What can it do? Reinforces or punishes the lack of morality and accountability. It reels passive aggression. It isolates and harms other people, especially the ones you're talking. And let me tell you, you never know who's listening. You don't know who you're talking to. I had somebody gossip a relative of mine and then figured out, oh, sugar, that's the relative. Like, that's all right, I get it. But again, talking professionally, sending information to the next person coming on shift is fine. Watch the guy how you convey the message. Gossip can serve as a process of social grooming. So when you start a job, you can learn things positively. I started a job once at a retirement city, and the woman training me told me all the negative things about everybody that worked there. Now, granted, I didn't write one thing of what she said. She even talked about her boss, the one that ran the the facility. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Told me how so-and-so will do her job, do it well, but when her time she leaves, and I'm thinking, that's a good thing. I don't want people hanging around off their shift. Guess what? The insurance for the home doesn't cover being there hanging out and working. Plus, now you're paying overtime. I don't expect anybody to work after their shift is over. I don't expect you to hang out. It's like when you come in for work. It's okay to be on time. Don't come in an hour early and hang out. Again, you're just participating in gossiping. So, Sometimes when we convey professional information, we have to be careful not to put our own skewed opinion. It's exactly what it was. She was being unprofessional. She was talking about all the staff, the men, and giving me a poor taste in my mouth. So I ignored all of that, and I would go on saying, so what about this duty? What about this? What about that? I didn't want to hear it. And to tell you the truth, she was wrong all the counts. It was her that was the problem. So be very careful that you are not gossiping about people because come back to bite you in the ass. Gossip also can build and maintain a sense of community with shared interests, information, and values. So it really does go back to your belief in your value system and really own moral compass. We can gossip productively all the time. We can do it on takes. I did this. I did this during my shift. Did I do it right? Well, I do it this way. Well, I did it this way. So what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Not did you hear about so-and-so that did such and such and so. Okay? So it can be productive and we want to keep it that way. Can begin a courtship that helps one find their desired mate by counseling others. Now, be very careful if you're really not a psychologist or psychiatrist. We don't want to really gossip about trends, but we can talk. We can build people up. We can recommend people. We can look at traits and and that can be a positive thing. Let's go here. Let's go to this singles event. We're going to this. Right? Let's do this. Oh, I know him. He's not bad. Right? And gossip can also provide a peer-to-peer mechanism for disseminating information. Sometimes you want to talk to your friends on your break. Sometimes you want to talk during lunch. And there's nothing wrong with that. Always be positive with your gossip. Sometimes negativity does come out, of course. Did you hear about the cut? Right about my job. Oh, my God, what if I lose this? I lose that. I lose my house. I lose my car. My family will be mad. I'll lose things. That's okay. It's not talking about someone else. It's talking about you. And it's okay. But always go to the source. Make sure you're not freaking out about nothing because this is a bad thing to have. It does so many things to the body. So always go to the source. So signs for identifying workplace gossip. Goodness forbid you come up and all of a sudden it gets quiet because people almost become animated and silent. When you walk in the room, oh, there she is, don't talk. Here comes Karen, stop talking to her, right? When people look at me and I walk in the room and I'm like, what are you talking about me? Sorry, I'll leave. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, what are you talking about then? Stop talking. Because they're obviously talking about someone or something they don't want others to overhear, which means you're doing it. People begin staring at someone. You're talking about someone. Here she comes. She comes. Here he comes. We all look, right? Well, hi. How do you think that makes them feel? How would you like if, I, if you walked in a room, we all looked at you? 
right? Workers indulge in inappropriate topics of conversation as well. It is not okay to talk over any of your clients, your customers, your associates, your business professionals about how you tied one on the other night and got so drunk you puked or you fell and broke your... It's okay to have some drinks, but watch that personal life because I'm telling you, when people look, they can't see you as a professional. So keep everything in check and watch the gossip. That's not fun gossip. You don't want people talking about that. Okay, positive things. So five tips to handle the situation, goodness forbid, this happens to you. You walk in a room, everybody stops talking, they all look at you, talking negative about you, you hear the rumor mill, and by the way, it always gets back to the target. So five ways to rise above the gossip. Just forget about it. Look where it's coming from. I always just say, oh, I've been called, I've been called worse by better. <laughs> Basically, you're just trash if you have better to do than to talk about people and gossip. Second way to handle it is understand what causes or fuels the gossip. Is there a reason for it? Did you start something? Did you do something? Are you a gossip with everybody? Because if they're talking about someone else to you, they're talking about you to someone else. Third thing is don't participate in workplace gossip. Just stay away. And if it starts, you might want to get on your fake nip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. No, I hear you. And they would say, what do you think? I said, well, I have an opinion on it. I don't really care. And then at times I would get quite blunt because I got with it. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm not going to be negative because it's going to come back to me. And it always, yes, I participated in it. But you know what? I grew up. I became mature. I became a respectful adult. I don't need to do it. And I can work with men, women, and anybody else out there. Just don't do it. I work at being positive. Fourth way to do this is to allow for the gossip to go away on its own. Most of the time, if you don't give into it, you don't react, you don't start World War III or buy into it, they stop. They go on to the next thing. It's like the news, the big news. Like there was a fire at one of the nursing homes here in St. Thomas all over the news. Next week, it won't be on the news. Something will be there, right? Fifth way to handle it, if it persists, gather facts and seek help. You can go to the people if you can and talk to them. Go to the managers. Go to the supervisors. Go to the higher-ups. And hopefully, eventually, it will stop. Because if it there's a lot of government places out there that you can seek help from. Because it's not acceptable to be bullied at work. And gossiping in a negative way is workplace violence. It is bullying. Gossip is thought by many to empower one person while disempowering another. And many companies do have formal policies in their employee handbooks against gossip, negative gossip, right? Sometimes there's room for disagreement on exactly what constitutes unacceptable gossip. And since workplace gossip may take the form of offhand remarks about someone's tendencies, such as, he always takes a long lunch, don't worry, that's just how she is, right? We don't want to enforce that. We don't want to talk about that. We need to nip it in the bud, deal with it. Because if not, it becomes bullying. And if it's workplace violence, guess what? The Ministry of Labor has rules against It's called workplace violence training. And you can lose your job over this stuff. And then guess what? It spreads in your town. Nobody's going to hire you because you're a gossip little shit disturber. And I've heard that before. So be very careful. And be careful what you write, what you type, what you send out there. Social media can be your best friend or your worst friend. Say one thing bad about your workplace, guess what? You'll be fired the next day. I know of people that are fired. Hate my job, got to go to work, got to go to the shithole. If you're saying that, you need to find another job. And please don't air your dirty laundry on social media. It makes you look immature, disrespectful, irresponsible. And if any employers or future employers out there find it, nobody wants you. So corporate emails particularly dangerous because guess what? Those messages are permanent. You write it, it's out there. There's always a trail. You can delete it, but it's always there. I've got caught up in it, not complaining about my, but maybe people, not even people I work with, could be anybody, a comment, something that was said, and I get caught up in it. And it's my sister that's, you know what? Don't lower yourself to be like that. Brush it off. It's fine. doesn't matter. Who thinks what about you? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. She's right. So if you've got that person in your life that lifts you up, keeps you positive, keeps you focused, keeps you professional, keep, hold on to her. 
And no, you can't have my sister. But you can have somebody, okay? I hold on to her pretty tight. So watch what you write. Watch what you type, right? Low self-esteem and a desire to fit in are frequently cited as motivations for workplace gossip. So work on self-esteem outside of the office. And if you want to fit in, just look and listen to common ground. You can hate the person you work with, but there has to be something that you like about them. Maybe you're a dog lover, they have a dog. Maybe you're a cat lover, a cat animal lover, whatever. Maybe they have children, you have children. Maybe they like a certain, um, you know, you might do ceramics, you might like that, or a certain hobby together. Find something, because if you can focus on the positive, you'll get along with them. You may never be friends, but you have to have a positive professional working relationship. On that note, we're going to go to our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some essential functions that gossip actually does have in the workplace. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Philly Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today, and we are discussing whether or not it's productive and office gossip. So let's talk about the essential functions that God has in the workplace, and there are about five. So the first one is it can help individuals learn social information about other individuals in the organization, and sometimes without even having to meet them. But again, don't be giving people a skewed or negative reality. Let them form their own opinions. Just tell them about the person. This is so-and-so, the manager of such-and-such. This is when she's here. This is how to contact. This is her role. This is why you would contact her. Okay? Don't tell them what you they want to hear. Oh, they might be this or that, and they like this or that. Don't matter. Okay? Don't be like that. The second function is it can build social networks of individuals by bonding coworkers together, affiliating people with each other. Right? We learn stuff through positive the third one is it breaks existing bonds by ostracizing individuals within an organization. So be careful not to eliminate anybody or to ostracize them. So make sure we're not doing that again. Be positive. So cliques happen. You don't want to have to make someone get in your clique. All right? Especially if you're working with women, they tend to cliquey up, like doing their little, their little groups. So it can break these bonds. And that's what we want to do. Everybody deserves to fit in and get along. Okay. And then it can enhance one's social status, power, prestige within the organization. If you are known as a negative gossip, you're not going anywhere. 
If you're a positive gossip, which means you're helping people, you're informing people, you're guiding people, they're learning from you, it can take you miles in a body. And the last essential function that gossip has in the workplace is it informs individuals as is considered socially acceptable behavior within the organization. So it lets know what we can and can't discuss privately, personally, socially, who, who's it be about. You don't want to be caught talking about your manager in a negative way. You lose your job. Again, workplace harassment, don't forget. So workplace gossip can be very serious depending upon the amount of power that the gossiper has over the recipient, which will in turn affect how the gossip is interpreted. So just because you meant to say something one doesn't mean it's perceived that way. So be very careful with how you convey a message because you don't want to be known as the negative, pessimistic gossip that never up. And then you're talking about everybody, trust me, you'll be the one that's ostracized. And the clique will be at work but you. And I've seen it. So be very careful. So there are four types of power that are influenced by gossip. The first one is coercive. So when a gossiper tells negative information about a person, the recipient might believe that the gossiper will also spread negative information about them. So this causes the gossiper's coercive power to increase. So you tell me something about someone else, guess what I'm thinking? <laughs> Jerk. What are you saying about me behind my back? And trust me, you are. One is reward. When a gossiper tells positive information about a person, the recipient might believe the gossiper will also spread positive information about them. And again, this also causes the gossiper's reward to increase. But that's good. So if you're saying positive gossip, I'm okay with that. And remember, who you're talking to feels is going to feel the same way about the person you're talking about. Because it will be me. And guess what? They'll be gossiping about you. The third one is the expert. Gossiper seems to have a very detailed knowledge of either the organization's values about others in the work environment. Their expert power become enhanced. Because that's who you go to. Hey, by the way, I know we're on break. Got a quick question. This procedure. Hey, sure. I can tell you about that. Or the new hire. Absolutely. I know I'm going to tell me about this manager. Absolutely. So, that's the person we go to for the positive gossip about the work because they know it all and in a good way, not a bad way. The last one is referent. This power can either be reduced or enhanced to a point. When people view gossiping as a petty activity done to waste time, gossiper's referent power can decrease along with their reputation. So when a recipient is thought of being invited into a social circle by somebody else, the gossiper's referent power can increase, but only to a high point where then the recipient begins to resent the gossiper. So you can come into our little gossip clique, but then eventually somebody might go, well, listen, I got a lot to say to you. I'm a positive and I want to be that. So we can take turns gossiping differently, okay? But as long as it's done in a positive way, it's a good thing. We got to watch the negative. And the thing is, too, we don't want to be gossip, gossip, gossip all the time because does gossip lead to low productivity? So talk in the workplace doesn't matter where you work, who's involved, it affects everybody. Even if employers are not directly involved in the conversation, office gossip can be the relationship of colleagues and it can create a toxic working environment. All of a sudden, the manager might not understand why she's lost all the respect of the people that work that are in her department that she's responsible for because one person didn't like something. One person wanted her job, didn't get resents her. You never know, and I learned this today, I was at a business meeting, and I became with my one of my business mentors, and uh, we were talking about something that had happened at CFAN. And of course, I had one side of the story because I wasn't there yet. I found out there to the story, and not in a good way. So there are always three sides to a story: yours, mine, and the truth, somewhere in the middle. So always be open to learning and don't take sides till you find out. Just take the information. As long as it's good information, it's bad, it's best to probably stay out of it, okay? So workplace gossip is either talk about the company or the personal lives of the individuals that work there. But you could be talking about potential payoffs, mergers, promotions, the economic health of the company, and this can lead to reduced productivity because if you're nervous and stressing about a layoff, a merger, a promotion, whether you get it, God forbid you don't, please control yourself. Everybody can apply for the same promotion. There could be only one of you are going to get it. Now, if there's a union involved, the only thing they look at is seniority. But if there's no union involved, they go on your merit. This is when you sell yourself positively. And trust me, negative gossip 
will stop you from getting the job. Because again, you're a shit disturber. And that's the phrase out of in workplaces. Before they want you in their area, they want to know if you are. So if employees fear that they're going to let go, there's going to be less of an incentive to want to do a good job. But if they think a colleague's a promotion before they do, they still might feel under-recognized or underviewed. So gossip about people can taint the overall working atmosphere. It makes an unpleasant place, doesn't it? Nobody wants to be in a place where you're stressed out all the time. Gossip can reduce productivity because of the time it consumes. According to a 2002 survey by communications company Actis, employees spend 65 hours annually gossiping at work. You say, it's not a lot, that's only a few days. Yeah, some are more gossips, but it doesn't matter. For 65 hours, you gossiped. Not listening, you gossiped. So make sure it's positive. Okay. So places can't stop the rumor mill altogether. I mean, businesses can't stop it. It's going to happen. So we need to deal with those issues. And businesses can join the conversations. Create employer-led discussion forums on your website. Hold regular staff meetings to address any concerns. Uh, make sure that you have an open forum, a complaints box or a sins box or an ideas box. I don't like complaints. That's negative. But suggestions, ideas, really look at it. And make sure you're honest if you're the owner. Be honest about what's going on. Don't try and sneak things. And if you want to keep something secret and it got out, it's out there. So we want to be traditional. And I know it's kind of the, well, if we stop talking, put your nose to the grind, just work, 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 you'll you'll be productive. But that's not really what works today. Teams work. Customers work. Chit-chat works. Exploring things work. Talking works. So as long as gossip is productive, it's not going to disrupt the workplace. It's not going to be a toxic environment. And sometimes we learn things on breaks and chatting and talking and getting out of that structured environment. And there's nothing wrong with that. We do talk at lunch. We talk on breaks. We talk before and after work. We might go out and talk. Be very careful that it's always positive. And sometimes ideas come. Hanging around the water cooler, the coffee maker on Monday. Make sure it's positive. Please don't tell me about how you got drunk and did Mr. Right for now on Saturday night. Not things you want me to look at you and see that. And neither should your clients, patients, customers, residents, Whoever, work associates, professionals, they should not hear this. Well, again, be very careful with your gossip. Don't attack people. Don't make it a violent waste because this is going to get you into trouble. So always ensure if you are gossiping, it's being positive. And if you're not sure, am I being positive? Am I being negative? Here's a little test run. Does the chit-chat rejoice in the misfortune of others? If you go, yeah, it does. It's gossip. Stop it. Does it have a negative emotional charge? or seem to create conflict or negativity. If it does, stop it, it's gossip again. And hurt or damage the one being spoken of. Would you say it in front of their face? There isn't much that I wouldn't say in front of anybody's face, good, bad, or ugly, that's how I am. I have a friend that's been like that, say I met her, I think it's awesome. And I do try and be more like that, but there's a way to say things, okay? And the last test, is it an unstantiated rumor about another employee's work situation, whether a promotion, a demotion, is it personal, is it negative about them? I don't care if it's in or out of the workplace. If it's negative, uh-huh, stop doing it. Okay. On that note, let's go to our second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the negative consequences of workplace gossip. And then we're going to talk about some steps of getting rid of the gossip. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook today on the Inspired Choice. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Network. We are discussing the productivity of being a gossiper. So let's talk about some negative consequences of workplace gossip. So one negative consequence is it does gradually decline the trust and morale of the individuals around you. So if you're constantly putting somebody in a negative workplace situation, morale goes down. And so does trust. Because like I said, if you're talking about someone else to me, you're talking about me to someone else. So I don't trust you. And then we can't work together. And then it's a negative atmosphere because I don't want to work with you. I don't want to come in. I'm negative before I come in, wonder if so-and-so is working. And I, I've had that where there's been one. Found the common ground because we both love dogs. And I'm telling you, she treated her dog just like babies, like I treat mine. So we had that to build a relationship on. We would have never friends. We would have never hung out. And I didn't respect her because of her negative big mouth. But I could easily work with her after I found common ground. And I focused on that. And we actually had ended up having a good working relationship. So it's always good to trust and have a high morale in the workplace. Another negative consequence is diversiveness as people take sides. People will take sides. And then you have skewed the of that person to everybody else. And it might not be true. It doesn't matter who I don't like or I do like or I am attracted to or I think is not attractive or how I feel. That has nothing to do with the person. So I need to keep that to myself, as we all should. Another consequence is expected turnover and loss of good talent who left due to the toxic work environment. So we lose good people and a business doesn't want to lose good people. And they might not even never know, but someday they'll find out and the gossip will be out of a job. There's lost productivity and wasted time. If you're doing more negative gossip and you're not working, we're losing productivity, we're wasting time, wasting money, and again, you'll be replaced. Another consequence is increased anxiety among employees as the rumors circulate without any clear information as what is fact and what isn't. It's like the telephone game. Remember when you were a kid, you'd start that telephone game? As a, a instructor, I've done it with my students. And I tell you, by the time we get from 1 to 20, I am laughed butt off. I can't even believe what they hear. Now, I don't know if sometimes they actually take seriously because I see them and they think, I know they're making it up. But if you genuinely do send one little sentence, by the time it gets to the last person, it's skewed. It's never the same. The meaning change. And again, it could hurt people. It, and, it, and it does. It leads to hurt feelings and lost reputations. I've known people who have had reputations that don't suit who they are. The virgin known as the tramp. Right? Things like that. So it doesn't matter what people are saying. If you're going to hurt somebody, stay up. And of course, it jeopardizes chances for the gossiper's advancement as they are perceived as unprofessional. So don't participate. Do your, oh yeah, <laughs> laugh. And when you're asked, say, oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't well enough to make a decision or give you an answer. I'm just listening. Got to go. Bye-bye. Right? And stay from those people. It'll help you. So, some steps we can do to get rid of gossip. The first one is you can enact a zero-tolerance policy on workplace gossip. Many companies do protect employees from disclosing sensitive information to others. So don't be talking about people. You don't know if it's true. And if it is, you shouldn't be talking about it unless... Sometimes you're told a secret. It's not your secret to tell. Somebody might confide in you. Gosh forbid you're in a meeting that you can't talk about. It's a closed session or it's private, professional. You're out there gossiping about it or you overhear a conversation that you shouldn't have. You keep to yourself. Okay? You can set an example. Be a good role model for others to follow. 
don't engage in the gossip. Be assertive. Walk away or change the subject when it starts. I got really good at that before I left my healthcare jobs. Uh, I got really good at deferring it, changing the subject and doing my professional, oh yeah, <laughs> right? I better go. I have work to do. So the message you're communicating to others is that the behavior won't be tolerated. You don't have to say it. Just be it. The third one is boss no. So have the courage to inform your immediate boss if the gossip is growing and gain followers. It's not tattling like a two-year-old. You're not tattling. You explaining to the boss what is going on and how the toxic negativity environment is becoming a bullying environment and really an undesired workplace. Management that support a healthy work environment should address the issue in a way that reinforces and promotes a positive culture. And they don't tattle on you. They never repeat where the source came. They just deal with it. And it's always in a positive way. The fourth thing we couldn't do is address the perps- address the perpetrators. Right? This will take some courage. But if you can stand up to the lead perpetrator, address them one-on-one in a neutral and more private room or office so nobody can overhear, you might be able to use it. Right? You can let them know, listen, your behavior, your gossip, it's affecting work, disrupting work. It's negative. And you don't want to be misconstrued as a negative bullying person. It's going to cost you your job. Zero bullying everywhere as we know. And next, if you're a manager, meet with your team. Bring up the topic of gossip in a staff meeting to educate your team on its consequences, which we talked about some. Another thing, encourage positive gossip. So flip side of negative is to create a culture where people share positive stories about work, customers, culture, right, the way we do things. So think of an example, peers and bosses can communicate with each other, what they feel proud about. What do I feel proud about at work? And yes, if you're negative about something, you can put a positive spin on it. Wasn't happy about changing this routine ever. I'm not happy right now, but, okay, the but, the howevers, instead of make it positive, okay? So an example, maybe an employee is going up beyond and serving a customer. Management might share the story company-wide and through social media to increase the brand value. You can start morning huddles with positive gossip. Reinforce the cultural values and key behaviors you want through storytelling. So start the gossip, right? Let them be on your gossip train. Another thing is ignoring the gossiper. These gossip monks thrive on attention and will prey on open and inviting ears. So your course, you're too busy and too preoccupied with your work, as you should be, to be available to listen. And this gossip could be going on while you're doing your job. Hi, listen, I hear you're talking, but I'm really busy. We'll talk at another time. And if they still talk, say, listen, I told you I'm busy, interested in negative gossip. There's nothing wrong with saying that and going to your work because if they're looking for attention, you're not giving it to them. They have no talk to you. So if it's juicy, positive gossip, fine. If it's negative, don't take it. Another thing is turning it back on the gossiper with a positive thing to say. So deflect the negative gossip with the exact opposite. Say something refreshingly positive that you perceive to be true and the other side of the coin, right? So a complimentary remark about a person being a will stop the gossiper on their tracks. And you may not see him visit you again. So if they say something bad about somebody, you could say, listen, I never perceived that about that person. Well, I can tell you and say, you know what? And I have, I understand you have your reality of how you feel about this person. And I'm sure they have theirs, but I have mine. And no amount of what you're going to say is going to change my perception. Not everybody, family, friends, coworkers, bosses, managers, supervisors, clients, customers, nobody agrees on everything. So we can agree to disagree. And of course, keep your private private. I've said it before. Unless you have absolute certainty that you can trust a coworker, the rule of thumb is plain and simple. Don't trust personal information with anyone that will end up being in the gossip mill. Don't do it. So there are some ways that we can transform work gossip into positive communication. The first way is the art of redirection. I know gossip feels fun. It's juicy. It's secretive. We get excited and share it quick. But why not consider the following? Leaders can redirect the passionate feelings gossip generates 
to improve everyday office communication on important subjects. So imagine treating pertinent work news with the same excitement. It would spread information quickly and with enthusiasm. Have an update on a project. This is a great opportunity to put your skills into action. Channel that zeal and let others know. The important difference is that communicating exciting, relevant topics in the office leads to idea generation and productivity. So if you can apply gossip's fervor and energy to a new type of message, your own communication skills will improve radically and can help advance the entire team. The second way to transform gossip to positivation is honesty. Honesty first. You can share your problems with coworkers and vice versa. Gossip, on the other hand, dishes on personal or professional issues without perpetrating the support the individual or find a solution. So don't gossip negatively. Find the solution, this positive gossip. So gossiping team members should use their conversation to better communicate their problems to teammates with management. And the workplace is not the right environment for vague whole venting. So instead of sharing or complaining about another person's difficulties as a gossiper will, try to identify the correct person whose position or interpersonal skills make them the right to address the issue. Then discuss your information with that individual in a respectful, appropriate, positive way. And if your situation concerns another team member, don't complain to coworkers. Seek out men or resources in the Human Resources Department. You'll need to make a call on a case-to-case basis. So if you're unsure about sharing information, ask yourself, will this solve a problem or advance my team? And if you're willing to handle the problem at hand openly and honestly, the answer will most likely be yes. So the third way that we can make gossip positive client-facing communication. So, you know, people love to gossip, right? It engages communication, can foster a sense of intimacy between coworkers, friends, Reform gossipers analyze the way chit-chat creates trust and connections and use this to their advantage with customers. So this means disclosing appropriate information to customers in a way that makes them feel important, valued, and privy to company happenings. Sales teams love this kind of uh, rhetoric to their advantages all the time. Chummy clients facing vacation isn't gossip. It's constructive precisely because it can lead to better relations and better sales. Fourth one, focus on the positive. Most importantly, perhaps, is reversing our primary focus on problems in the first place. Gossip's damaging. It breeds negativity. Spread news, goals, great alternatives, and management should lead by example. Right? It's you start it. Make it a habit to recognize and share accomplishments made by everybody on all levels. And the last one is become communication master. Say what you mean. Be clear and make direct requests. Write and speak in a way that the audience can understand. Address issues only with those who possess the ability to help you solve them. And use I statements, not we statements. Only speak on behalf of yourself. Good gossip can produce favorable results. We're going to go into the last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about how this good gossip can produce favorable results. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are discussing gossiping. Is it productive in the place? So uh, before we went to break, we talked about different ways we can gossip into positive. So good gossip can produce favorable results, I think was the last bit. So let's go with that. It can help a new hire fit in. We talked a little bit about that. It's like orientation. It benefits the person. It introduces them to people, computer systems, ways we do. It helps them understand the culture of their new workplace, key events in the work group's past, and the personalities of their new colleagues. Again, make sure it's positive. Don't skew it. If you've had an issue with someone, it doesn't matter. Keep it to yourself. It's in the past. Okay, just give the facts without our own personal biases. Alert the management to problems. So when we hear gossip, management might hear it and think, geez, you know, there's a problem. We often hear about the grapevine being useful for finding out things that are going on around you. And it can be helpful for managers to be tuned into what workers are saying so that the manager can respond and verify. And if possible, the latest worries about layoffs or rumors about the company can be diffused. Okay. Good gossip can prevent awkward situations. So sometimes sharing more personal information about a colleague can keep new coworkers from embarrassing themselves. So if a coworker's mother is ill and the worker seems distracted, for example, it can be helpful for a colleague who knows about the illness to tell others who are complaining about the worker's performance. If you've loved one dying, sick, injured, you kind of have your mind on that and you might not self. So don't attack people if you don't know. What if you're disabled? I have a bad back myself. You wouldn't be looking at me, but I do. And I take my medication, I do my physio, I do what I need to do to make sure and be healthy and productive and walk. But don't assume, oh gosh, she must have done this last night because look at her walk. My back's out. There's nothing kinky or weird I'm doing. Don't get excited. Another thing it can do is it pretty awkward situ. Sorry, I already said that one. <laughs> it humanizes the boss. So telling new hires about the time the intimidating boss burned the hamburgers at the barbecue be a good use of information storytelling. So it could be useful when it exposes people's humanity. All right, we don't have to say, oh, they're the intimidating boss. They might say, oh, gosh, you know, I feel kind of intimidated. Listen, here, nobody's perfect. They're a great boss. This is why. This is what we do. This is what we go to them. But listen, last year at the picnic, I have to tell you, I've never had a black, hard, stone-like burger. So don't worry about it, okay? So... Workplace gossip can be positive, and we want it to be positive. So we want to avoid pitfalls that lead to gossip. So, I mean, how do we avoid them? <laughs> Don't hire humans. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you can't eliminate gossip and negativity entirely. There are some ways to keep it to a minimum. Always focus on a strong, positive foundation. From the onset, have a clearly defined vision and mission statement that definitely describes the culture and values that you expect within your organization. Many leaders are so focused on sales, assesses, finances, whatever not, bottom line, that they fail to give this step its proper attention. And this is important. The second way to avoid the pitfalls that lead to gossip, reward staff members who reflect the values. Positive reinforcement boosts morale. Motivates staff to strive to meet these standards. So you can have things in place to make sure that it becomes positive. Another way is keep lines of communication. By listening to your employees, you can eliminate the frustration or helplessness that sometimes feel when dealing with aloof management and the gossip that often accompanies frustration. So even if you don't act on the suggestions, you have given employees a voice and a way to contribute in a meaningful way. Because not all ideas but some ideas together can be fantastic. Never throw out an idea, okay? The last one is talk the talk and walk the walk. If you're a leader, be a leader. Leaders who actually lead by positive example have a powerful effect on others. An effective leader inspires others to behave similarly. If you come into work late, why shouldn't I? If you come into work stoned and drunk, why shouldn't I? 
If you come into work acting like ass, why shouldn't I? If you yell and swear all the time, why shouldn't I? So if you want to be productive, you want your business to succeed, you want everybody to be on board, they are going to be you. So be positive, positive gossip, be professional, lead, because you're the, you own it, you're the supervisor, you're the leader. And you could just, you don't need to own it. You could be an employee. You want people to be more like you, not like the negative Nelly who's always gossiping. So whether the perpetrator, top-level management, frontline employees, or both, gossip and complain be toxic and costly to an organization. By clearly defining values and expectations and constantly cultivating a positive culture within your organization, you will boost personal productivity, time management, teamwork, and personal leadership among staff members. This positive culture will naturally attract quality employees who share values and who will ultimately increase your customer base and profitability. So really, what are my final remarks of this show? Don't gossip negatively. And if you find yourself getting involved in that, step out of it. Learn your professional shrugging off the shoulder laugh. I got mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have an opinion. I don't know well enough to make a decision. Couldn't say. Don't know. So really don't want to hear it. Find something. Don't be afraid to say your piece. You don't have to swear bully. Just refuse to be involved with it. Don't add fuel to the fire. It will hurt you. If you're perceived as negative Nellie's friend and gossip, it'll hurt you. So hopefully you've learned a little bit about uh, keeping your business and the gossip productive, positive, and healthy. So next week, Kathy Noble will be back, and she is going to discuss whether or not Valentine is good for your bank account. So we're going to find out if we can get the proper Valentine to our bank account. Of course, we all want a Valentine. We want to be matched. But let's make it a good... Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all the